Hello. Hello. I decided, yes, for shits, for shits and grins, I'm going to sit on the other side of the table. Man, okay. this is crazy. It's mind blowing. Yeah. We're getting we're getting crunk up in here, y'all. <laughs> as as the young people say, do people still say crunk? They don't, right? Bringing oh it back. My. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I age totally aging myself. Yeah, I decided to sit on this side because I have my witch hat and I have my my midsummer crown to protect you. To protect me, which isn't actually midsummer, but you know we bought it at Ren Fair, so I think that counts. Yeah, right? it's close enough. I think so. Sure. How you been, man? Uh, you know, I'm all right. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, I feel like we 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 took a break, but we didn't actually tell each other we were going to take a break. We just kind of like took a break because it felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. It, it, it was like, it, uh, yeah, it, it felt weird to, I don't know. To be talking about horror movies horror and movies. stuff like that when yeah. we're living in a horror movie. Yeah. Well, and they're they're wildly More, important things going on and yeah um, but then it was also like hey it's kind of nice to talk about horror movies and maybe people want to listen to stuff about a horror movie for an hour and i don't know take a, it's take a break or something <laughs> it's true no it's true i i totally agree i was about to say something you know some people i've i've been hearing some people talk about how you know, because everybody's like, oh, 2020, it's terrible. And 2020, go home, you're drunk or mm-hmm. cancel 2020 or whatever. But there's another perspective to this where maybe, maybe, just maybe 2020 is the year when we get shit done. Yeah. I mean, I you know that it's it took all it's insane and sad that it took all of this, I think, for a lot of people to kind of wake up and, and realize how fucked so many things are. Uh-huh. Um, but maybe, like you said, that actual change comes out of that. And yeah. maybe it took a fucking pandemic and uh, a man-boy idiot psychopath in, the, in office and uh, a bunch of racist fucking cops and all of this shit to, to <laughs> I don't know. Maybe push some things forward finally. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I really feel like the, the it's terrible to say we've seen over 100,000 deaths in this country alone. Yeah. But like this pandemic, I think, has made people kind of like in not complacency, but in their like respite or whatever you want to call it, kind of go like, oh, wait. That shit is fucked up. Yeah. Like we need to do something about it. Yeah, you know? I think I think so. And I think it's exposed so many failures of American mm-hmm. society um, that have always been there. And people, I think, just haven't had to pay attention or chosen not to pay attention or whatever. And now it's like you there's you have to pay attention, you know. Yeah, you kind of sounded like a robot there for two seconds, but oh. like, I, I get the picture. I cool. know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's like because either because either you didn't have time because you were so busy being a fucking cog in the machine, mm-hmm. right? Or because you didn't have to have time, like you didn't have to pay yeah. attention, right? Or whatever. You could go through um, your life being completely. <clears throat> unaffected or uninterested or, or whatever it is. So are you still sheltering in place? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, you know, I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have a job anymore. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, I have some writing stuff from home, but I'm not really going anywhere publicly. Like, you know, I've seen, you know, do the backyard hang. Yeah, dude, but- it's a madhouse. It's a madhouse out there. I know. I, 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 it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. You, I, you know, I drew, I went to, I had to get allergy medicine. Yay. Mm-hmm. That's a fun trip. But, uh, Texas. people are just done, man. They're just done with it, which is, uh, crazy because we've had our, I think, worst two weeks in a row yeah. down here. It's insane. I saw, and of course, this video wasn't from here, it was in Astoria, which is, important to me because I have friends who live in Astoria mm-hmm. uh, who are actually like going through some shit. They've seen some friends die. You mm-hmm. know? 
a clip of this lady in like some fucking deli in Astoria who's like refusing to wear a mask. <laughs> and everybody's around her wearing a mask and she's like, you're a pussy. You're a pussy. She's like screaming at someone else. And then she goes over and coughs on the person. Yeah. What's like, what fucking the wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And she turns around and realizes that she's being videotaped. And I just love the fucking look on her face. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. And the idea that, that people don't realize they're always being videotaped yeah. now is yeah. hilarious. Always. Someone's like, going to get you. Someone's going to get you. Yeah. My, I was talking to my dad and um, my dad lives in Northern California, which is like, you know, supposedly fucking liberal utopia or whatever. He was going to pick up my mother's diabetes med- medication. Uh, and some fucking punk ass 20 somethings made fun of my dad for wearing his mask. My father, who is 73 years old, has a wife, my mom, who is extreme, like in an extremely high risk category because she's old and has diabetes. And I'm like, yeah. So I'm always like, yes, part of me is like the young generation will save us. Also, the young generation is full of fucking assholes. I know. Too, so. <laughs> this is what I was thinking. I was like, this is the generation. It's like two, two extremes, right? In, in this younger generation, which is they're either super sensitive mm-hmm. and they can't do Shakespeare monologues because they're triggered. Yeah. Or, or they're just assholes. Assholes. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, cool. So you're going to make fun of an old man? He's at a pharmacy. Like, what the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> you're at a pharmacy too, bitch. Yeah, bitch. What are like, you doing oh, here? God damn it. Man. Um, Welcome back, everyone. It's Terra. Yeah, Terra Tacos. <laughs> so, hey, before we, we get to the movie, um, have you eaten tacos? I, um, yeah, I did have tacos. I We tried a new place. Um, it's not anything, it's just sort of like generic place over here, but it was, it was good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah surprisingly good. Do um, you remember the name of the place? Yeah, it's, oh God, what is it? I will, I will remember it, um, yeah. at some point. It's like Chiloso or Chiloso or something. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it was, it was good. We got them just delivered the other day. Also, I did go back to, La Pasadita, which is the um, the place with the pupusas and the tacos. Mm-hmm. I have not been there. This was my first trip back since the quarantine, um, and it was delicious. So oh, I decided to do a thing, um, of course, like um, helping out um, local, you know, mom and pop mm-hmm. and supporting local mom and pop shops. But I decided that I was going to support um, black owned restaurants. That's great. Where did and, you find yeah. a particular? Well, there's this Facebook page that someone added, someone added me to this page. Thank goodness. And it's just a Facebook page called black owned. And okay. it's all these black owned businesses. And a lot of them are restaurants. Um, and dude, the pictures, just the pictures of the food. I'm like, fuck, like I'm never going to be able to get through all of this. Right. But, there was this one place um, called Blackjack's Pizza. Ooh. Yeah. Like over on um, Martin Luther. It's on Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have pizza. Like, that's the main thing they do. But they also do burgers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't decide. Like, the, the I could not decide because the burgers looked so good. And so did the pizza. Pizza? So we ordered a pizza and a burger. Hell yeah. That's America, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's America. And it was so good. Like, it was like that. I don't even know how to describe it, but it was like a, a, a little personal pizza and it was just like cheesy and sloppy and the bread was also crispy at the same time. It was really delicious. Um, and the burger just tasted like a good old fashioned hamburger. It was really, really, really good. Blackjack's pizza on, um, on Martin Luther King. You got to call ahead because it's, it really is one of those like, mom and pop places and yeah, they get busy small. that's yeah. great i am um, and i know we just had like uh i know we have that page in dallas i'm sure that page is something similar is everywhere so if you're not in dallas, oh yeah go go find your 
your city's version of that page. Right. And, and, they also yeah. have sweet tea. Like that clear, like clearly someone has made sweet tea and put it in like Ozarka bottles uh-huh. <laughs> without like, yeah. you know, without, and it is what sweet tea is supposed to supposed taste to like. Be. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. And so, okay, we'll get to the movie, but this was just really interesting. And I wanted to bring it up here because, so this page all these people are asking questions and, you know, like, oh, who has cake? And I'm looking for black owned bakery and I'm looking for this and I'm looking for that. And somebody said, I wonder if there are any black owned Mexican restaurants. And they were like, ha ha ha. Right. And I was like, well, actually, yeah, there are, there are black Mexican people. <laughs> um, but I did some digging and I discovered, I came across this documentary. This is just extra in case people are interested. In Mississippi, there's the tradition of hot tamales. And it was tamales were brought to the Mississippi Delta sometime in the early 20th century and were adopted by black families. And there are Tamale shops in Mississippi that have been run by black families for generations and generations. And they're really supposedly really, really good. And so in the Mississippi, there are places to get Mexican food that are black owned. That's what I think one that's awesome, too. That doesn't surprise me that much. I mean, yeah, it's it's I, I, you know, I. It's not like every Italian restaurant is owned by Italian people. Like I don't right. know why, you know. But um, right, well, that's See, great. like Blackjack's Pizza. Yeah, I'm like, it's, there you go. Why wouldn't yeah, there be? Be of course. Um, well, cool. I uh, so yeah. If you're in Dallas, check out that specific page. And if you're somewhere else, find your own city's version of it. Find your own Twitter. city's version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Should we talk about this fucking movie? Yeah, let's talk about it. So weird, dude. Uh, Did you like it? I yes. Um, well, let's say what it is. <laughs> we were watching. We watched. Yes, twenty twenty's the lodge, mm-hmm. um, and I only sort of shudder at saying like I think it's a really good fucking movie. Um, I think so too. It's directed by Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala, who made Good Night, Mommy. Who make good night, mommy? And they have a problem with their mothers. That yes, I was like, that should have told me everything <laughs> I needed to know, and yet I ignored this information, Christy. Yes, yeah. I, I don't. Um, I wrote this down. I don't know that I have ever been so wrong about what I thought the plot of the movie was going to be. Like we're oh. generally pretty good about calling stuff. Right. Even if we miss like who little things, I was convinced from scene one or two. Oh, I know what this movie is going to be. I was yeah. so fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I like I because I watched it before you did, and mm-hmm. I um, considered. I went back and forth about saying anything to you about the movie because I wanted to see if you were going to have the same reaction that I did. And it was, I think the only thing I said to you was like, Oh shit, I'm five minutes in and this movie goes hard. Like it goes hard. Yeah. And, but then after that, I was like, I'm not going to text him anymore because I want to see if he has the same reaction to it. And, and I have to say that, uh, up until the end, quite frankly, I didn't know whose fucking side I was supposed no, to be on. It's 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 crazy. And I thought, one, I know exactly what you're talking about five minutes in because I was watching it pretty late last night. I think I started it at like, I don't know, 1230 or so because I finished it around 115 or uh, no, 1130. And I finished it around 115. Um, and Aspen was getting ready for bed. And at that five minute mark, um, yeah. I, I was like, oh, cool. This looks great. These directors are talented and this looks weird and Austrian. And even though it's in Canada and America. Right. And then I just, when that moment happens, I just yelled, oh, fuck. At like, yeah. And Aspen came like out. She's like, oh my God, is everything okay? I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, yeah. I, 
even as that scene was happening, I was like, that never crossed my mind that that would be the result. I did too. I did too. Isa and I watched it together and we're just, we're sitting there watching it and we were watching this scene happen. Mm -hmm. And then like, we both went, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like we had to pause. Yeah. Me too. I went out, I paused and went and smoked. (laughs) It was like, all right, we're in. All right. And that's, Um, that's fucking five minutes in. mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. Without, I don't want to give away too much, but the, the basis is there a guy and a, who has two kids. Yeah, Richard Armitage. Yeah, who is a, mm-hmm. a British actor who I used to watch because I'm a super nerd. Um, he was on the BBC version uh, television show of Robin Hood years ago. He was the... Uh, That's where I've seen him. Yeah, he was the sheriff of Nottingham and he was great. And then I think yeah. he kind of blew up when he he had a huge part in the hobbit movies that's right that's right but he's he is wanting he's married to alicia silverstone oh well there you go um who i mean not in real life in the movie movie, yeah who i was like oh shit i mean yeah good for her man (laughs) yeah she looks great um but he's wanting to they're clearly going through a divorce Mm -hmm. he wants to finalize it so he can marry his younger girlfriend, right? Played by Riley Coe. Riley Coe. Elvis's granddaughter. Dude, that, yeah, Lisa Marie Presley's daughter. That's a whole other thing. I thought yes. she was great. Thought yeah, she was I great, thought she, but, but she was great. The whole time I was like, the fuck is your life like? I know. If Elvis I know. Presley is your Elvis Presley was her grandfather. Michael Jackson was her stepfather. Was her stepdad, and so was Nick Cage. <laughs> like, what? what is her life? I think she wisely kept her father's name, and it maybe allowed her to avoid yeah. some madness. But yeah, I, I read an interview with her recently where she was like, "I try not to, I, I try not to talk about it. I try not to approach yeah. it. I try not to think about it because." What are you going to do? I mean, and he was, what are you going to do? Elvis was dead like yeah, 10 or 11 went. years before she was born. And I was thinking, I was like, there is celebrity. Sure. You're the child of a famous person. And then there is Elvis, Elvis fucking Presley. Presley. Right. Um, you know, right. That's, the only, to me, I was like the only other human in the world or humans in the world that maybe could equate to this young woman are, um, J- J- uh, Sean Lennon. Like John Lennon's kid, yeah. Maybe Francisine Cobain. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say like Stella McCartney. Stella McCartney, but at least her yeah. dad's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, it's so weird. Uh, anyway, Richard Armitage wants to marry Riley Coe, who is—I mean, not crazy young, but sig- younger. She, she's significantly yeah. younger than than, than he, he is. is. And then Elise. Yeah. And so, and we don't want to give it away, but anyway, like the, the movie begins with Elisa Silverstone is bringing the kids over. Oh, and the, 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 the son is played by that kid. That's in it. Yeah. His name not is not Finn uh, Wolfhart. It's a uh, Jaden Martell. Yeah. Um, and so she she's bringing them over to the dad's house because they're going to spend the weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is where he breaks the news to her. Yeah. And then um, Alicia Stilberson goes home. Yeah. And that's like we have the inciting event that mm-hmm. that brings on the rest of the movie. So it turns out that um, they're spending. I mean, we uh, they're you know. When the when the story gets started, their mom has died. Yeah, and basically, and, and Riley Coe, um, whose name is Grace in the movie, mm-hmm. and the dad Richard Armitage are, are really trying to like look. She he wants to marry her. She yeah. wants to be a part of these kids' lives. They do not want that. No. And I mean, there's, I mean, and it's like, it's only six months after their mom's yeah, death. Like, yeah. it's fucked up. It's fucked and, up. And, and they're he, like, we don't want any part of it. And to jumpstart this relationship, they're going to go stay in this cabin or the lodge, I guess. It's, it's their family cabin yeah. in Massachusetts. In 
the mid around Christmas for Christmas. First mistake. Come on, man. Once that snowstorm starts, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, so like the whole time I was like, this guy, this guy, he just makes poor decision. Yes, after he does. Poor decision after poor decision. And part of his plan, and I don't want to say it's nefarious, but like part of his plan is they're going to go to this cabin, this lodge. Um, he is going to have to go back into the city to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is nowhere for these these three to go, the two kids and Riley Co. or Grace. So they will be forced to become friends, I guess. They're going to bond in the yeah, cabin. Yeah, they're going to bond. Also, we learned before all this, she grew up, her father was a fucking <laughs> cult leader. Not just any cult. Not just any suicide, cult. A, a suicide, suicide cult. A suicide cult. And she's the lone survivor. Yes. And she is the one who videotaped the aftermath of the suicide event from this cult when she was like fucking 12 years old. Which seems to me, and like the reason he knows her, Richard Armitage, is because mm-hmm. he did research for a book that he wrote about suicide cults. Yeah. And so he he met her during his research or whatever. And to me, that's the first kind of red flag of yeah. like, uh, what, like there, there just seems something real sketch. Yeah, even about- the little... The yeah. little boy, or I guess not little boy. He's like a teenager, right? He's a teenager, yeah. Um, he's like, why are you marrying a, a fucking psychopath? Yeah, and, and not just a psychopath, but a psychopath that was one of your subjects. Yeah, he's like, you study, like, she's in your books. And he's like, she's not a psychopath. Um, and at first, you're like, I don't know, but she's on medication, which is fine. And it seems to... Aww. Seems to... Because she clearly has some sort of PTSD issues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? You, she you she so often hears her father. Her dad's voice. Um, played by her real dad, by the way. Yeah. Um, in Yeah, that's uh, Daniel Coe, I think is his uh-huh. name. Or Danny. Yeah, um, Danny Coe. She has these visions of her finding the bodies. The bodies. Yeah. Um. But again, even when you see the video of her as a little girl, it doesn't necessarily seem like she just happened to stumble upon the bodies. No. She has come prepared with her video camera. Yep. And yep. That's and this is part of what I like about the movie is that what you're getting at right now is never quite it's yeah. never quite addressed or answered. No. It's kind and, of just left up to you. And I think that's one of the strongest points of the movie. And I think leads to what you said, because I totally agreed with you up until like the last five minutes of this film. I was like, I don't know. I don't know who I'm rooting for. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like I didn't know. I didn't know. Are the I mean, and honestly, I don't know why I didn't know. I didn't know that these filmmakers were also the filmmakers behind um, Good Night, Mommy. Yeah, I, I learned that later, but now it just makes so much sense. Sure. But as I was watching it, I was like, "Are these? Are the children sinister? Is she sinister? Right. Is the dad sinister? Is like, is, the, is he there? Is he not there? Yeah, like, yeah. Is there a point? Because you know, it's like." cabin in the woods isolated cabin in the woods mm-hmm. so there's always an a, a, a like a chance that a ghost is going to pop out at some yeah. point and you're like it is alicia silverstone is she gonna come and then there's all this catholic iconography yeah and it's it's interesting i thought one of them i mean there i yeah i thought it was really well made um yeah the the sort of interesting contrast between the Catholic iconography, because Alicia Silverstone was clearly Catholic and the children mm-hmm. are Catholic, versus this very, like, I don't want to say evangelical because that's probably offensive, but this very non-Catholic cult. Yes. Um, and the way that they treat religion. And he, she has that one conversation with the little girl where she's like, well, I, I didn't get Christmas presents because my father 
read the Bible in a very specific way. And there are no mention of Christmas presents or Santa Claus. And so I wasn't allowed to have presents. Right. The little girl's like, that's weird. And she's like, yeah, 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 it is. And now she kind of wants to be a part of, you know, presents and all that. Yeah. She's trying to be part of like, she's, yeah. and, And she's also trying to like bond with the kids. Yeah. And to be somewhat motherly. And at the same time, you have a teenage boy who happens to watch her take a shower mm-hmm. um, because he's she's a teenage super boy. hot. Because <laughs> like, you know. your dad is marrying a super hot girl who's probably closer to your age. Yeah. Than, than, than his. his. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, it, yeah, it's a, uh, and we chose this one because it was new. I mean, it came out in 2020, but it very much is like a quarantine vibe. Oh, absolutely. And deals with, on another sort of aspect of that, are any of these people seeing or what are what they're seeing is any of this happening or are they starting to lose their fucking mind? Yeah. Are they start there? And there were several times, there were several moments in the movie where I was like, is this really happening or is, are they beginning to unravel or, right. and, and I thought, I thought they handled that. The filmmakers handled that really, really, really well. Yeah. I mean, there was never, there was never one of those instances where I was taken out of it and I thought, Oh, that didn't work. Or that's right. clearly this, or this is clearly that it was kind of seamless. Right. And they, I thought they did a very, you know, it simply handled the fact that like this woman needs her medication. Right. And as soon as she does not have access to her medication for reasons, for um, reasons. It is wholly believable that her mental state will change. Right. I, um, you, yeah, I mean, it's like, that's the thing that kept pissing me off about the dad where I was like, dude, like you, you, you know this, like yeah. why, why are you leaving your children mm-hmm. who are also suffering PTSD? Yeah. Right. Um, with, a woman who clearly has PTSD mm-hmm. and you're leaving them in a cabin right. by themselves, knowing that a blizzard is going to hit. Yeah. With no car. With no car. You, um, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. No, I mean, I, she Aspen luckily only watched like the first 20 minutes. Yeah. I didn't um, think Aspen. Oh, the dog I, alone, dude. I mean, oh no. Oh no. I mean, well, fucking- and like f- five minutes in, I thought I thought about messaging you and saying, "Don't let Aspen yeah, watch it." It was, uh, but it was, then we got to that part, and I was like, "Oh no!" Thank God she was already in bed. Um, and also, I just don't think she would have handled it's a. It is a. It's a fucking lot, man. This movie. Yeah. Um, but even before she lot. went to bed, she was like, uh, "This guy's a really shitty father." <laughs> yeah, that's what John said. John was like, John got up and walked away because, like. That's one thing, you know, John's a dad. And yeah. in case you didn't know, he's the I, I, I did, my I, children. Yes. Um, and like when he sees stuff where like there's bad dadding mm-hmm. going it on, him, it, upsets it makes him. him, it makes him crazy. It I, makes him really crazy. I don't blame him. And, and it was funny because uh, I was like, he's this fought, this guy's goal is, you know, you almost force this camaraderie, right? Right. They're, they're going to be alone. They're in a cabin. There's not a lot. To, they'll, they'll be forced to talk and, and form a relationship. It's Christmas. Right. But I was like, dude, then leave them at your lovely home in the city. In the city where there's neighbors. Where there's neighbors and like they can get fucking food if they need it. Like not right. in the middle of fucking nowhere in the winter. Right. Like, um, right. But I mean, the, I think the one of the most brilliant things, and I think they do this in Goodnight Mommy as well. And I wrote this down. They're, they are they are Austrian. Um, they co-wrote this with a Scottish guy. And I honestly think they co-wrote it just to have um, a native English speaker uh, mm-hmm. write the dialogue. Because I'm sure they're absolutely fluent. But, you know, yeah, it's a different thing. Um, so I think this is very much their story. Uh, the way they treat children in film is not something I've ever seen an American filmmaker do. I know. 
We've um, talked about this before, and, this and not is, necessarily now, with these with these filmmakers, right. but we've talked about this before. And, this and I is, agree. It, and I think this goes back to a conversation we had a while ago. I can't remember which movie it was. I might have even been The Godfather or something like. I I absolutely believe there are things that are universally scary. There are things that are universally beautiful and romantic. All of that stuff, like you should be able, regardless of language or whatever, watch a movie and appreciate certain things. That mm-hmm. said, there are also culturally specific things um, that I think work, but like, I can't imagine an American making this movie. No. Uh, which is cool. And I think why I was so surprised by it. I think we have a tendency in, in the United States to, to turn children into like these cloying mini adults mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and in i mean maybe not so much anymore but it's like there's so many it's movies where the children are just fucking cloying so sweet yes you know and i and go ahead oh, i was gonna say i think it's that you see the cloying adult child or uh-huh. all of all of the adult world is against us and we right. are the only ones who understand because we're fucking pure of heart or whatever. Right. Um, and... and it ignores, I think, an inherent cruelty that exists in children of a certain age. I'm not saying like a two or three year old is inherently cruel, but I mm-hmm. think when you are a 12 or 13 year old boy, mm-hmm. um, there, same with girls, probably like there is an, Oh yeah. There is a cruelty that comes with that. And I think part of it, what they explore in this is these children kind of get wrapped up in their own game and their own imagination. Right. And I, that to me gets ignored. And I think it made this, this movie to me shocking and really fucking interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I I totally agree. And I, it just brings me back to the point that I was making earlier where it's like, it seems like the dad is so fucking clueless yes. about what, what the children are going through. Right. Right. With the, with the, and you know, and it's so fucked up. Like in one of the first scenes, it's so fucked up where the little girl is, is crying on the bed uh-huh. and she keeps talking about the mom and heaven and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's like having been brought up, Catholic, we yeah, both dude. we both know that that is a very real fear. Yeah, and I mean, one of the things I wrote down, like one of the first things I wrote down at that part, I was like, "What we are taught as children, if you're Catholic, and I'm sure in other some other religions too, what we're taught about who goes to heaven and who goes to hell is mm-hmm. monstrous. It is yeah. fucking monstrous." Um, and so this little girl and she's, you know, I'm terrible with children's ages, but she's real little, right? Yeah. She's about like nine or 10. Okay. And cause the boy is like, seems like 14 or 15 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She, (coughs) excuse me. She believes there's a real chance because she clearly believes in heaven and hell. She's a good Catholic girl, but she believes there's a real chance. She's never going to see her mother again. Um, even, you know, in heaven, and so she starts to cling to this doll that represents her mom. And like, obviously the dad who's been separated from his ex-wife or soon to be ex-wife is not nearly as emotionally wrecked by the fact that this woman has died as his fucking children are. Yeah, but you, and, and it's it, like, that's so weird. Yeah. And I'm not terrible. like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a mistake on the filmmaker's part. I'm just, I, I think it's really clever because I think that, that I, I think sometimes we just forget as adults that children process the world in a different way that we do. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think there's if there inherent if there's an inherent cruelty to children, I think there's like an inherent selfishness to this this guy. Yeah. Um, he's sad for his kids, but clearly is ready to move on. Ready to move on. He was already ready to move on. Yeah, he's he was not already ready let to move on. Her death get in the way of 
him marrying this yeah. younger former cult member. <laughs> right. So they so they go to the cabin. Uh-huh. But th- things happen. There's a blizzard. He goes yeah. away. And and they seem at one point, right? They see at the end of the second act, I guess, <clears throat> they seem to resolve and they're beginning to get along. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then it quickly goes south. Yeah. And I think one of the, one of the most, yeah, one of the great things about, I mean, we've already sort of said it is one of the great things about it is with each little turn in this movie, you start to question who is right, right, who is wrong. Are any, is anybody right or wrong in this or is everyone terrible? Right. Um, I love all the shout outs to the movies. Like they're what they're at one point they're watching the thing. Yeah. Which is great because it's, you don't know. It's perfect, and you don't know who is this person next to you. Is this person right. actually a fucking monster? Right. Um, yeah. When we got to that point, we got to that point, and he comes in with a cup of chocolate and all that stuff. Isa goes, "Come on, third act. Come yeah. on, let's bring it home." And, and I, they fu- they sure fucking did. They absolutely did, and I think. I don't know if this was purposeful. My guess is that it was purposeful is that it is set up to follow certain tropes that we're all used to. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely undercuts all of that. Because right. My natural for all of the fucking horror movies I've seen a, a new woman, a uh, new woman. That's not right. Like a new stepmother, right? I know they're not married, but essentially she's a stepmother. She's the stepmother. Right? Yeah. I'm like, the dad is going to leave because he's a fucking selfish simpleton and she will have to protect them against right. this thing from her past, which will then make her a mother figure to them. Right. I was, that is the movie that I assumed I was watching. Mm-hmm. And I think, I thought they, so too. And I think they know we think that. And then they're like, yeah, sorry, motherfuckers. Like, yeah, this is not remotely the movie you thought you were going to watch. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think that the trailer does a really good job. Yes. It's the, all the trailers that we saw, they, it does a really good job of, 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 you know, a lot of trailers nowadays, if you're watching the whole movie, right. It's like, nah, I don't have to watch them. This one does a really good job of, of, show like they show you exactly what they want to show you yeah and they make you believe you know right and then that you're yeah yeah. i think it's fucking great and uh, um it's funny because you know you asked if i liked it and absolutely i did i thought it was a really fucking well-made movie it is not something and i would put hello mom or hello good night mommy in this category Uh, neither of these are movies that I'm just going to be like, ah, fuck it, man. Let's just like put on the lodge and chill. Yeah. It, it, it's no, because it's again, it's this, it's this new trend. And I want to talk about the cinematography in a little bit, but it's this, I guess it's a new trend. I don't know, but it's this new kind of like mood in movies. That is exactly that it's this, this movie is not so much a horror movie. Like they are not going to be, super a lot of jump scares and there's not a lot of gore and it it, it is really all about atmosphere and and that wonderful thing that being stuck out in the middle of nowhere does which is like this sense of paranoia and sense mm-hmm. of like you know who's on my team and who's not on my team right. but it it just does a really good job of of setting atmosphere and mood and then kind of letting you go what the fuck yeah um and i this rarely happens like you know i like i said i i watch movies generally pretty late um if it's mm-hmm. something we're gonna watch that i that aspen either like you know that we're questionable that if she would want to see it yeah um so it's not uh, it's not un it's not weird for me to start a movie at midnight or eleven thirty or whenever right. and finish around one fifteen in the morning or one thirty. I don't have shit to do. So I go to bed late. But um th- this is one of the first times in memory I-, I I had a real problem. Like I could not just go to sleep after watching yeah. this. Like I it the the, the final images of this I- I- oh man I fucking like 
I was disturbed, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And it's, you know, you're going to laugh. I watched it again this morning <laughs> just so that <laughs> just so that I could because I watched it a week ago. Right. And so I just wanted to refresh my memory on mm-hmm. some things. And I really and it was really I really had it on in the background while I was getting ready and answering emails and stuff like that, just so. And if I knew stuff was coming up, I would look again and stuff. But there was a point where I stopped answering emails and I stopped taking care of business and really just had to focus on it. And yeah, those final images in the film are just really horrifying. Yeah. It's, it's, oof. And it, there is, again, I don't want to, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say no American could do it, but there is something inherently, not even just European, like straight up Germanic, like the Austrians and the Germans. And then I think some of the Scandinavians have yeah, such they, a, like, it's a different aesthetic than we have. I, I, I really feel like they are not afraid of moving slow. You know, this is, this is the, the, you know, someone, I don't know, a few months ago was like, we didn't like Haunted, Kristen right. and Mike recommended Haunted and we yeah. hated it, it was too slow, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And okay, that's fine. Yeah. But they're just, they're not afraid of taking their time with a story right. unfolding. And, and I think it's because of how they live, man. Yeah. And I think there's a, a lot, there is a starkness, like a star, I put like, I swear, their movies are all, like it's like brutal and beautiful austerity was the only mm-hmm. phrase I could come up with like there are shots in this movie that are absolutely stunning yep and they're beautiful but also they they make me like not be able to breathe <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like oh god so the cinematographer his name is Thimios Bakatakis nice um, I guess he's Greek I mean um, I'm gonna I'm going to go with Greek. Yeah, I'm going to And he also, he is known, he hasn't done a lot of stuff, but he's known for Sacred Killing of a Deer. Okay. Which is also super beautiful. Mm-hmm. And also The Lobster. I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah. So he's known for that. And it is, I mean, the cinematography is just gorgeous. And it reminded me a little bit of Gretel and Hansel. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a different cinematographer, but and and a little bit of hereditary, quite frankly. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, especially with the dollhouse like, shots. Yeah, and like super beautiful, like geometric shots. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That's the only word that I can think of. Yeah, like a really beautiful use of geometry mm-hmm. and like mathematical beauty if that yeah. makes any sense so that when it's off it's really off it's really and 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 you feel you feel it being come becoming thrown getting thrown off yeah um yeah i think there's definitely especially with the dollhouse stuff it's hard to not look at some of the shots in hereditary Mm-hmm. Um, I like this movie a lot more than Hereditary. Yeah, I do too. Um, I have to say, we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but I watched Hereditary again, and mm-hmm. we should talk about it at some point. Um, I saw things this time around that I was like, huh, and maybe it's because of our friend Ian. Yeah. But um, no, this this movie is incredibly beautiful, and the the whatever's happening in cinematography right now, as far as horror movies <clears> and like and the slow burn, I am all about it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all about it. This this movie essentially it's it's there only I mean essentially are five actors, but really just three. Um, yeah, four for a bit, but I mean the dad leaves, and so you have the bulk. Of, I mean I know there's one scene in the church that has extra people, but you know yeah, but- Alicia Silverstone is not in this much. Which also I thought was a, in maybe in its own way, and I don't know, maybe they just know her. But I was like, oh, this is sort of this iconic, you know. It's the Janet Lee. It's the Cyber. Janet Lee. I was like, oh, that's great. That's a nice little it's, homage. It's, yeah, and it's <laughs> like you know, we. Um, I don't want to sound dramatic or like this is like you know something revolutionary because it. it they do people do it all the time, but it's very much. It is very much like the overlook. The hotel itself is a character in the movie. Yeah. And in this movie, 
the the lodge, like the mm-hmm. cabin, is very much a character. Yeah, in the and in the film, it's, it's uh, gorgeous. I, yeah, I just thought it was. I just thought everything about it was really well done. There's minimal dialogue, um, mm-hmm. and I thought that worked for this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just a sparseness to it that I, I mean, I just thought was fucking t- terrifying at times, but not in that like jump scare way. Just like, right. It just always, it's, I just felt the whole time, like something really bad is going to happen. And I didn't know which way it was going to go. Exactly. That, that's or like when that, it was going to happen. Yeah, that's and, the best part of this movie. And what also makes it a little difficult to talk about, in detail because yeah. I want, I want people to see it. Yeah. And there's so many movies where I'm like, fuck it. Who cares? This is yeah. what happens. But there, yeah, this is, I think, um, um, I think this movie is definitely worth watching. I will say like, it's, there's some tough, there's some tough yeah. imagery um, that might not be, I don't think this is a casual watch. No, not at all. This you is know. not like you're putting in an 80s slasher and kind yeah. of like, let's eat pizza and have fun. Right. No, this is like, you have to sit down and like, you have to be ready for it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's one of the most effective ones I've seen in a while. And, yeah. and I say the same, I would say the same about good night, mommy. I mean, God Damn, man. I felt like I needed Fuck to take that a movie. fucking shower after I watched that fucking movie. I know. Um, I know. And it's... That was terrifying. It's terrifying. And I, I'm i always like, part of me is like, I bet if you met these two directors in real life, they're like super nice or just like regular, normal, like, oh, you right. know, we love to make the movies. <laughs> but there is something about their <laughs> filmmaking man they get under your fucking skin and to me and I, haven't, I haven't gone back and watched hereditary so maybe i did i never felt that during hereditary the first no time no and that's that's like i'm not even comparing hereditary but, to this movie i'm just like whatever no this movie is there are i don't know they have a way of making you face like t- putting taking these two movies together Good Night Mommy and The Lodge, there's a, a definite like theme of our our feelings of of who our parents are. Uh-huh. Letting go of who our parents are or facing who our parents okay. are. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not, again, it's not something we normally have to do in movies. Or if we do, it's in some like Star Wars Darth Vader way. Yeah, it's it's not it's never just like these are the like inherent flaws of every fucking age group. And, you know, your kids aren't actually these cloying little adults or these pure hearted things. They're actually have the capacity for horrific evil and horrific cruelty. Um, And if you don't do something as a fucking parent, (laughs) like which is which is actually like it's very interesting because like sacred killing of a deer is kind of different directors but it's kind of the same it's kind of the same theme yeah um yeah it's it's a really i really highly highly recommend yeah and i thought the acting is great um like i said Mm -hmm. it's minimal dialogue so all of them have to do a lot of just like sort of simple things. Yeah. Just being in the room with each just other Being in the room. Um, the and kid- it, I mean, I think it tries to like the turning, which we saw, right. Yeah. Which we, neither of us were like, nah, I mean, it's yeah. pretty to look at, but whatever. Um, I think this movie completely succeeds where the turning completely fails. Fails. I agree. Because um, it, it, the turning, although turn of the screw is not necessarily about these themes about parents and children, the turning makes it about, about parents that. and children. And it just doesn't work. And it doesn't get there. Yeah. It doesn't get there. But this one, fuck yeah, it gets yeah. there. Yeah. And I um, and I do think, uh, you know, and I, I hate to even think that it matters, but I guess like internationally speaking, um, I love that they're sort of 
uh, aesthetic and thematic things that they're doing clearly translate into, um, you know, American Oh, yeah. Like, um, cause good night mommy is in German, I think. Right. Or it's, it's, it's I not an English so. or, Dan, or it's not an English language movie is what I'm no, saying. No, You have to watch it with subtitles yeah. and shit. Um, and to, to me, it's like, this is such a weird thing. Like something to me, like Argento, like what mm-hmm. he does really only works in Italian or like a bizarre combination of languages where it's like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. Um, we'll dub it. Uh, yeah, this, it's like, obviously they can, they can work in any, whether it's in German or American, in English, sorry. Um, well, and I, th- I think, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, I, no. I think that like th- part of the reason their aesthetic works so well and kind of maybe unnerves us as Americans is because we are a nation and you and I have talked about this before that was started by Protestants, right? Mm -hmm. Which on some level is very stark. Yeah. Very like, you know, we don't talk about things. Right. We don't use a lot of language. Mm -hmm. And, but yet we have kind of like forgotten that we've kind of like brushed that out of the way, but these kinds of movies like really address what is at the root of a lot of our problems as Americans. Yeah. Which and is that we don't talk about shit. We don't talk about shit. And, and they, the way they, they confront it in a way that's, I don't know, it just seems really fucking effective. Yeah. Um, and also, and not, yeah. And, and like unafraid to, they're just unafraid yeah. to confront it. Yeah. And, the, and yeah. And I, part of it, I, 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 yeah, I keep going back to is also like, I think as Americans, we're so built to expect movies um, to end a certain way. And that's not necessarily to say everything we watch has a happy ending. I think we've moved a little past that. Yeah. Um, but we still are like, this is how a movie progresses. Right. And they just, I mean, I think they're just coming from a different background. And they yeah, this care. one just goes, fuck you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, they're Austrian. Um, the German-Austrian like f- expressionism in film is different than ours. So they don't care. Yeah. They don't fucking care. They don't care. Um, which I love. I love it. Go watch this movie. Yeah. Go watch the lodge 2020. Go watch the lodge. It's mm-hmm. on Hulu. It's really, really, really good. Um, and I don't know what we're going to watch next time. Yeah. Maybe velocity. But we'll let you know. <laughs> uh-